0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast- myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Mythology Explained. In today's video, we're going to be discussing Hathor. Here's what's in store- a goddess dancing sexually before the sun, a goddess transforming into a lioness and unleashing slaughter upon mankind, a goddess who heals a deity's bleeding eye sockets with gazelle milk, and a goddess who transforms into a cow and weans an infant deity on her udders. Let's get into it. Hathor is the goddess of love and fertility, and the Greeks closely associated her with Aphrodite, their own goddess of love. A prominent healing goddess and an archetypal maternal figure, Hathor's rattling of the sistrum, her most cherished musical instrument, was said to drive off malevolent spirits she was so venerated that she was almost of equal standing with the goddess Isis. Hathor had many aspects and, as such, manifested in many forms. She had a human form, but she was also commonly depicted as either a cow or lioness. More obscure forms included that of a snake and that of a sycamore tree. As a funerary goddess, Hathor was referred to as the Lady of the West, and she was said to welcome souls into the underworld, presenting them with nourishing gifts. Hathor assumed her lioness form when she became the Eye of Ra. You see, as Ra grew older, abdication came to occupy his mind more and more, until, eventually, he decided to relinquish his crown to his eldest son and ascend into the sky. But upon hearing of this, mankind grew scornful of the god. In response to mankind's insolence, Ra resolved to teach them a lesson. The goddess Hathor was sent in lion form as the Eye of Ra, the embodiment of retribution, to wreak havoc and sow woe, to destroy those who blasphemed and perpetrated sacrilege. A tide of carnage washed through the land, and when it was judged that enough death and destruction had been dealt, Hathor was recalled. But by this time she had acquired a taste for blood. She became insatiable and wished to slake her thirst by eradicating the rest of mankind. This perturbed Ra, for he wanted to teach mankind a stern lesson, not wipe them off the face of the earth. A cunning plan was contrived to forestall Hathor from satisfying her bloodlust. 7,000 jugs of inebriating drink the colour of blood were prepared, and they were poured into the land where Hathor intended to strike. As Hathor flew over the area the following day, the land below, saturated red with drink, caught her eye. She swooped down and alighted, thinking she would have a drink of what was, ostensibly, blood. Hathor became so intoxicated that she fell into a stupor. When she later awoke, all violent thought dissipated from her mind, and Ra decided to mend ties with mankind by sanctioning a new festival where they could drink as much as they liked- the festival of Hathor. Hathor's myths and embodiments were intertwined with the pharaoh's divine rule. She was held as one of the symbolic mothers of the pharaoh, who was often depicted drinking from her udders. Hathor played an important role in the succession myth, which is one of the most important ones in all of the ancient Egyptian mythos. Said succinctly, the myth described the resurrection of Osiris and the subsequent decade-long struggle between Horus and Set, both of whom vied for the throne. In this, Hathor had two important acts. She went into hiding with baby Horus and his mother Isis, and in her cow form, weaned Horus. Much later, Horus was left blind in the desert after Set surprised him and gouged out his eyes. Hathor scoured the land and, eventually, found Horus where no other god could. She took milk from a nearby gazelle and, with it, dressed each of Horus's hollow, bleeding sockets, restoring his sight. Hathor's relationship with Horus is quite ambiguous. It ranges from mother to surrogate mother to wife. I believe that much of the confusion stems from the interchangeability between Isis and Hathor, both of whom had significant cults dedicated to them. I would say that Isis as mother and Hathor as wife is certainly the most conventional arrangement, and by that I mean most widely known, accepted. A significant contributing factor to Hathor's popularity was her role as goddess of love, beauty, and of many of the most cherished performing arts, such as music and dance. On one occasion, Hathor performed a lascivious dance while naked before Ra, the sun god, who was feeling depressed. The sexually exquisite performance brought a smile to the god's face. This scene was often recreated by Hathor's priests. Shaded within the temple in which it was enshrined, a statue was transported outside so that it could bathe in the day's sun, dancing before Ra once more. That's it for today's video. Until next time Who fills the earth with golden modes of sunlight? who comes alive in a liminal east and sets in a liminal west.